Hi, I'm Mark Trost. This is Greatest of All New Covenant Messages, Part 16, The Reason for Everything, John chapter 12, verses 27 and 28. Now my soul is troubled and distressed, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour of trial and agony. But it was for this very purpose that I have come to this hour, that I might undergo it. Rather, I will say, Father, glorify, honor, and extol your own name. Then there came a voice out of heaven saying, I have already glorified it, and I will glorify it again. John chapter 12, verses 27 and 28. Have you heard the sound, the thunder, the angel speaking, or the voice of God? These words are written for your sake, so that you will come to experientially know, comprehend, remember, and understand that the ruler, evil genius, prince of this present world of darkness, has been cast out, expelled. Jesus has been lifted up from the earth on the cross, lifted up into heaven, So when we lift up his holy and precious name, he will draw and attract all men, Gentile as well as Jew, unto him. This is the manner, the very purpose for which he died. So we must walk by this light and live by it. Jesus is the light of the world, or otherwise the darkness may overtake, overcome you. You will not know where you're going and you'll be found drifting. Blessed is he, and praise to him who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. Psalm 118, verse 26, John chapter 12, verse 13. Blessed is he, and or she, who praises him, follows him with all of their heart, mind, soul, spirit, and strength, for they shall be kings and priests of the Most High God. Fear not, for your king has come, and look up, for your redemption is drawing near. He is coming again soon. How was Jesus glorified and exalted? By the coming of the Greeks, the Gentiles unto him, and their requesting, desiring to see Jesus. Is this your request, your desire? I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just one grain, never becomes more, but lives by itself alone. But if it dies, it produces many others and yields a rich harvest. John chapter 12, verse 24. Jesus says, Anyone who loves his or her baser nature life loses it. But if we hate, have no love for, no concern or regard for our life here and now on earth, but despise it, we will preserve our eternal, everlasting, abundant resurrection life forever. If we serve him, continue to follow him, conform wholly to his example in living and if need be in dying, the Father will honor us. So let not your soul be troubled or distressed, for our hour has come and we are about to undergo the very purposes of God. The end is drawing near and it is our job, our duty and calling to glorify, honor and extol the holy and precious name of our Father who art in heaven. Hear, O Israel, listen, take heed and obey the voice of heaven, the voice of your God saying to you today, I have already glorified it in Christ, Messiah, the anointed one, and my only begotten son. And I will now glorify it again and again in you, in Jesus' name.
The reason for everything. John chapter 12, verse 25. Anyone who loves his life loses it, but anyone who hates his life in this world will keep it in life eternal. Whoever has no love for, no concern for, no regard for his life here on the earth, but despises it, preserves his life forever and ever. John chapter 12, verse 25. The pharaohs of Egypt had their earthly remains embalmed for future eternal glory and thought that they could bring all of their belongings into the afterlife. But you can't take anything with you when you go. Job said, Naked I came into the world, and naked I shall return. Although he knew that his Redeemer lived, and he would stand before him in the flesh on that day. This present lower life is just a preparation for the eternal, everlasting, abundant resurrection life to come, for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. What will happen to you when you lose the precious air that you are now breathing and your mortal body is laid to rest in the very ground that all of us originally were formed out of? Try as you might, and you will, you cannot preserve our lives here on earth for more than the days that God has allotted for us. This present lower nature of existence that we call life is only a preparation for dying to self so that we can obtain and attain the higher calling that we have in Christ Jesus. If we choose, and all of life is filled with choices, to fall to the earth, humble ourselves in his sight, and die to our baser, sinful nature, then we will not die by alone, but we will produce many others and yield a rich harvest. This is how we glorify God, our Father who art in heaven, and exalt his holy and precious name. People from all nations, tribes, and tongues from around the world have a longing and Holy Spirit-burning desire to see Jesus, and it is up to you and me to show, reveal him to them. But this can only happen by us really living the crucified and resurrection life of Christ. This is eternal, everlasting, abundant resurrection life, to experientially know Jesus. His name is above all others, so how can we choose anything or anybody else over him? Jesus said, Anyone who does not hate, like less, his mother, father, sister, or brother, is not worthy of the kingdom, which is his righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joshua declared to the nation of Israel, Choose you this day who you will serve with all of your heart, mind, soul, spirit, and strength. If anyone would serve me, he must continue to follow me, to cleave steadfastly to me, conform wholly to my example in living and if need be in dying. And wherever I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. John chapter 12, verse 26. Are you a servant of the Most High God? It was a common belief at the time of Christ that the Messiah would come and remain forever. But Jesus said, And I, if and when I am lifted up on the cross, I will draw and attract all men, Gentile as well as Jew, unto myself. How does this portion of Holy Script apply to us today? Although Jesus was lifted up into heaven, he sent us the promise of his Holy Spirit and said, I will never leave or forsake you, and I will be with you always, even unto the end of the ages. 
Is this a statement that we can believe in, cling to, trust in, and rely on? All of God's promises are yes and amen in Him. Are you in Him? He has given us everything that we need to live our life unto Him, so why do we not take full advantage of the gifts, talents, and abilities that He has bestowed upon us, the body of Christ, the church, to lift up the name of Jesus so that His Holy Spirit can draw all of humankind unto Him? Do we lack the love, concern, and regard for the lives here on earth that Jesus died for so that they could be saved? Do we despise the call of God that rests upon us? We are the salt of the earth, the very preservative to keep the world to eternal life. Hate the sin, but love the sinner, because in dying to self, we can all find faith and hope unto life eternal in Jesus' name. The reason for everything, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. For his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness, through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence, virtue. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. This by far is one of my favorite portions of Holy Script. If God has given us everything that we need to live our eternal, everlasting, abundant resurrection life unto him, then why are there so many believers going around complaining and saying that they just can't do it? We are called by God to do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And the good news is we can do it by his divine power, God's Holy Spirit, working upon in and through us in his holy and precious name. If Christians would daily take the time to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and be suited up with the full armor of God, there would definitely be less casualties in the spiritual war that we are all fighting here on earth. Are you suited for life? Just as Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? We must ask the Lord, what is life? He tells us in the Bible that real life is knowing him. Do we, the church, really experientially know him? Is our life reflecting his and do others respond to our godliness? We are nothing and can do nothing apart from Christ, so he must be our all in all. Whatever good that comes through our life is a direct revelation from the Father, and we can only bear lasting fruit for his eternal kingdom when we continually abide in him. Greg Laurie once said to me, The closer I get to the Lord, the further away from him I feel. How do you feel? The more you enter into his glorious and marvelous light, the more you can see the deepest and darkest places of the human soul. The word of God declares, There is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. So each and every one of us must come to a full, personal, one-on-one -on -one revelation knowledge of Jesus Christ as Lord, Savior, King, Rabbi, Messiah, the one and only begotten Son, the Baptizer in the Holy Spirit, Ghost, our healer, and God. We are called by and to his glory, into the fullness of his grace, to experience and be a part of his excellence. Perfect well-being, spiritual prosperity, peace, all necessary good, freedom from fear, agitating passions and moral conflicts can only come through a precise and correct knowledge and understanding of God and Christ.
Even our precious faith is found in and through his righteousness. So where else can we go? Who else could we possibly turn to in our times of need? All of God's promises are for us today so that we may escape this present world of darkness and enter into his marvelous light. Simon Peter tells us that we have received and obtained equal privileges and like precious faith. So let us take a stand according to God's holy and precious word and start acting like the men and women, children of the Most High God that we are called upon to be in Jesus' name. The reason for everything. John chapter 1 verse 12. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority power, privilege, right, to become the children of God. That is, to those who believe in him, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. Isaiah chapter 56 verse 5, John chapter 1 verse 12. What does this mean to us today? We owe our new birth neither to human bloods, the will of the flesh, physical impulse, man, a natural father, but to God. You and I are born again of God. The only condition is that we open all of our hearts, minds, souls, spirits, and strengths to Jesus. If we believe, cling to, trust in, rely on, receive, adhere to, and welcome Him in, come Holy Spirit, let your fire fall, then He gives us His authority, and all power and authority is given unto Him by our Father who art in heaven. What a privilege and honor it is to trust in Jesus. But not only that, now we have the right to become children of the Most High God, and there is no high like the Most High. To them I will give in my house and within my walls a memorial and a name better and more enduring than of sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Isaiah chapter 56 verse 5. To those who keep his Sabbath, choose the things which please him, and hold firmly to his new covenant, God promises us the name above all. Now the word here says that this eternal, abundant, resurrection, everlasting name shall not be cut off. But that was not the case in the natural. Many of you have heard me say this before, but God always reveals in the natural what he is doing in the spiritual realm. You and I were separated cut off from God because of our sins. Therefore, Jesus had to be cut off in the flesh so that we could be brought alive, born again forevermore by His Holy Spirit. I find it most unfortunate that God reveals these truths to us in His old covenant to prepare His chosen ones for the fullness of His revelation in Christ. Even still, the majority of people on the face of planet Earth today don't believe or receive His promises. His ultimate desire is to bring us to his holy mountain, make us joyful in his house of prayer for all peoples and accept our offerings and sacrifices on his altar of love. But we must recognize that it is he who gathers those who are scattered, for he is our good shepherd, the Holy One of Israel. In today's message, you will find both Old and New Covenant Scripture verses, but the story, the good news, the gospel of God in Christ remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the name 
above all names, and there is no other name under God's created heavens by which we must be saved. Believest thou this? If you do, then go into all the world and preach this truth in Jesus' name. God's richest blessings and love to all. Mark Tross. This concludes our greatest of all New Covenant messages. Be sure to check out all of our podcasts at Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Strike, Podbean, and Spreaker. Look for my books at Amazon Kindle and join us next time.